I'm Meredith. And I'm Robin. And this is My TV Family. Today we're playing Plead Your Case with special guest Brad. Welcome back. As Meredith mentioned, today we're giving each other two minutes to convince the panel to watch a TV show. And by the panel, I mean me and this other dude. (laughs) Uh, But before we get into that, let's talk about some hot topics on television. Oh, Meredith, hit me with your hot topics. Okay, I'm going to start. And um, this is something I was very excited about on my block, which is a show that we both loved. We really loved the first season. Very much. I think we are both so-so on the second season. But they're coming back with a third season in March 2020. And they have a little teaser trailer out there for us. Yes, and I appreciate you sending it to me. Yeah. With the appropriate um, haste that it deserved. <laughs> um, I Again, first season of the show I thought was just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. It was the best. The cast of characters. It's like teenagers. Ruby. Um, yeah. But the second season kind of lost its way a little bit for me, but I'm seeing it again on season three i got excited so i'm i will be watching that i feel very much the same about all the elite trailers that are coming out everybody (laughs) is excited about that and i'm like guys last season was pretty trashy but i'll be there opening night (laughs) i feel like we can't compare elite and on my block but (gasps) that's just me meredith (laughs) um the next thing i want to talk about and this is really not that that hot of a topic but when my husband listened to our last episode or or maybe two episodes ago of our resolutions of us wanting to watch Halt and Catch Fire, he was yes. very excited, but he wanted to just mention that first season is good, but it really picks up second season. Okay. So there's kind of a whole cast of characters, and by second season, kind of the women are the the main characters, and the story revolves around these two women, and starting in season two. And he says that's when it gets like its best. Lady people? Heck. <laughs> Can you check your source? Oh, Robin. <laughs> um, no, I'm excited. I have I definitely have heard that's another one that kind of picks up some steam as you get going. So. Yeah. So um, I said, should we skip season one altogether? And he said, you could possibly might be a little lost, but. Um, <laughs> but we're a little lost anyway. <laughs> Please tell me he said that. That's the way I live my life. <laughs> but that's it. So if, if that is also your New Year's resolution, just a little just a little heads up. Ugh, I'm behind Meredith. I apologize. Oh, I haven't I haven't done anything on any resolution TV or not. <laughs> um, tell me what you're thinking about, what you're excited about, or maybe what you're sad about. So Meredith most of my hot topics are dead people. I'm sorry to report. Um, Janae Dubois, who was Walona from Good Time, yes. passed away recently, which mm-hmm. is very sad. Um, Lynn Cohen, who played Mag- Magda on Sex and the City, mm-hmm. who, oh gosh, she just had some amazing scenes with Miranda. Were you Sex and the City gal? Nope. So Miranda has red hair. Okay. And um, so she's that one. Um, and uh, Magda was her um, housekeeper and then became her nanny and then just became like a really motherly figure for her and yeah. just oh gosh there's one particular scene i think it was in the movie that just shattered my soul um so yeah that was very sad and then uh, the other news was that caroline flack from um love island fame um passed away this past week and um there were a lot of people 
talking about it on social media it's just very sad it and is sad. i think you and i both had the same kind of thought which like it was just a good reminder that like before you go saying a bunch of crazy crap on twitter about someone on tv or you know on real even if it's reality tv like that is truly a real person and like just watch what you say yeah no that it was like a a good reminder that we should be more careful about how we talk about pretty much all people but especially reality tv stars i think the line is blurred about whether or not they're yeah. like human people or actors right. right um i felt a little guilty about us talking about cheer last week or last episode and i'm like oh man did i say anything awful about those cute kids who are just like teenagers working hard and like you do kind of get kind of um wrapped up in the show as if they are not actual human beings living in this world and it was a good reminder to kind of check yourself um and be careful what you say um on podcasts or online or with your friends yeah, I think the funny thing is, like, I know, um, if I may speak for you, um, <laughs> um, Please. I think that when I tweet something or post something, I am so careful and I read and I reread and then I'm like, <gasps> like, should I even like that person saying they liked Peter yeah. Rabbit? No, yeah. no, like, don't do it. It's too controversial. <laughs> so it is just funny. People get out there and just tweet all sorts of things i know i especially had to kind of think about my bachelor watching experience because as i've mentioned before like i really watched the show just to be a part of the, the discourse the discourse and the dialogue around the show and like um i think people can be really harsh to those to those individuals and i've, I've i can put myself in part of that just like in my conversations i would never go out of my way to say something to someone online about it yeah but, you know was oh these people are so dumb or whatever yeah. um i think we could be more careful because they are real people who are thrown into a spotlight that they i think even if that's what they want are not prepared a hundred percent to handle kind of the blowback um and so just again um reminded me to shape up well Meredith, again, I think you and are one of the most cautious and careful and <laughs> conscientious and considerate and other things that start with C. Um, <laughs> 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 Excuse me. Not that one. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on to other hot topics um, and happier news, <laughs> much on a lighter note, as they say, um, uh, there's a Timmy Failure movie coming out I on s- Disney+. Plus. I saw it. It's out. I think my son um, has started watching it a little bit. Um, I'm super jazzed for it. If your kids uh, read the Timmy Failure books, um, the movie looks super promising. Um, and it features Wallace Shawn, a.k.a. the inconceivable guy from um, The Princess Bride. I um, I may have seen him in a pizza place in Marfa, Texas. Did you approach him? We did not. Okay. We did not. It's like... We that were... is a bizarre encounter. <laughs> it was, but like artists and... Um, Different people rolling through Marfa. There's not a lot. You just never know. You really don't know. There's a, not a lot of places to go in Marfa, especially like on a weekday night. Like, right. There's one pizza joint and it just so happens that he was sitting at the counter when we walked in. That is amazing. I feel like you have some really great like run-ins with fame. Um, I'm trying. I am trying not to like 
um, go up to those people and ask for a picture. Um, Hello. But, but I'm definitely not discreet when I'm in the same room as them. <laughs> That's your sweet spot. Yeah. Somewhere in between playing it cool and completely. They know that I know and that's important to me, but <laughs> I try not to... Um, move too much into their personal space <laughs> i think that's that's you've, you've found the balance um speaking of cool celebs yeah um i wanted to give everyone a quick atx tv fest update um the shows look really great this year yeah they've had some really exciting gets i'm they're pulling out all the stops i feel like for this what are you most excited about um so i was pretty pumped about the scrubs reunion yes um i was a person who really loved Scrubs. Oh, same. Um, so, and they seem to have like all of the stars coming out for that. Zach Braff, um, Zach Braff, um, Donald Faison. I really love him. I'm really excited yeah. for Parenthood, but I think we've talked about that before. And who else is coming? Um, so Cougar Town is coming. Oh. Um, Nancy <laughs> Drew, which I know is from your favorite demographic. Uh, yes. A show's about teens behaving badly. Yes. Um, I went, is that in the same universe as Archie? I don't think so. It's but I think Riverdale. it... It's no. It feels Riverdale adjacent. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's as dark. Okay. Really? Oh. Well, I know Riverdale went to a deep, dark demon place. So, yeah, yeah. you're probably right about that. <laughs> um, I just pl- I pile all those shows like right into the same malt shop. So, well, I could be I could be misspeaking, but I don't think it's as as dark. <laughs> Nancy Drew worships Satan. You heard it here <laughs> folks, first, folks. Um, so uh, Drunk History is also coming. Full Frontal with Samantha. Samantha B has a panel. Um, and I am very excited that the other two will be there. I know. And I saw that I was really excited for you. Big fan. Um, and I know you mentioned that Cougar Town's coming, but my one of two celebrity follows on Instagram, Busy Phillips is, your girl. is coming. I thought that was really exciting. I'm excited for you. Um, can't wait to see her Instagram stories in our hometown of austin texas in our own little hamlet <laughs> um and drunk history is coming as well and they've come in the past and yeah. that's always just like a fun super fun fun little um panel um so we get to what we're watching now robin yes please okay tell us what you're watching well meredith uh regular listeners of the show will uh, be shocked to hear it's all of island all the time for me <laughs> Um, you may remember they released like 80 episodes a week. So it is a lot for me to keep up with. I've gone back to watching in the shower. Um, you've, you've got to at that point. Folks out there in listener land might not be intimately aware of my comings and goings, but um, <laughs> we did move recently. And one of my top challenges was figuring out a way to prop my phone up in the shower at our new house because <laughs> yeah. it's a new shower with new um, accessories and spacing issues. But don't worry. I've been known to use a shampoo bottle. Oh, so. <laughs> the phone stands up perfectly in the soap dish. Uh-huh. I mean, it is chef's kiss, as the kids are saying. <laughs> Who needs soap? <laughs> Did I take a picture of my phone with Love Island on it in the soap dish in the shower and send it to one of my friends? I did indeed. Um, Give the people what they want, Robin. <laughs> I mean, if I could have asked my realtor ahead of time, I would have. <laughs> um, anyway, so all Love Island all the time. Um, Casa Amor is my religion. You may remember Casa Amor is when they take a house full of people who are he and she and coupled up and split them up, boys and girls, and yeah. put them into new houses with new sets of boys and girls. And, oh, man, alive. Um, 
Meredith, who uh, sent me a text earlier this week and asked me if I wanted a ride somewhere, and I responded, <laughs> did Calla mug off Shauna after Casa Amor with Molly? Um, AKA, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I just had to assume. <laughs> so, oh man, Casa Amor is everything. I saw um, one of the um, actors from Dairy Girls say that um, she wanted Casa Amor shot directly into her veins. <laughs> And I just wanted well, to fly to the UK and give her a big old hug because well, that is how I feel. At this point, it basically is intravenous. It's true. It's true. Like The good thing about this show is you don't ever have too long to want more. <laughs> Teaches all sorts of good lessons. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other uh, slightly um, less trashy show that I'm watching is High Fidelity. Oh, Robin, tell me about it. I'm really excited about this. So stay tuned. We have... Um, high hopes of doing a crossover podcast episode with our friends at the aging hipster rewatch we want to rewatch the movie high fidelity okay. with uh, my man john cusack mm-hmm. um and then compare and contrast to the show um i love it so far zoe kravitz is wonderful yeah like i want her to be in all of the shows yeah um she just has the coolest DNA out there. I mean, oh. she really was, you know, kind of ahead of the game there. Yeah. Um, but she just exudes coolness. I yeah. mean, when your parents are that super cool, like yeah. you are going to come out <laughs> being like pretty like hot stuff. Yeah. Um, so the show, I really like it. The clothes are great. Her apartment is great. It's like gritty NYC, which I always like. Um, her taste in music is sublime. I, it's already been said like all over the internet, but the music budget for that show has to be off the charts. <laughs> well, as long as it's not actually sublime. Oh, oh God. <laughs> no, please. I'm out. Um, and there is uh, one character, I think her name's Charisse, um, and I guess she's a co-worker at the record store that um, Zoe Kravitz's character owns. Yeah. She, her like walk-on song is come on eileen and it just killed me it's so good the first episode is really good um and there is a discussion that i would love for you to see and it's between zoe kravitz and her boyfriend at the time yes and they talk about um is what you like like songs music books movies more important than who you are Ooh. and i was like mm-hmm, yep that's right <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate um so yeah or, stay tuned are only... we like a sum of all the things that we like yeah it's more important like what we like than who we are and what we do anyway interesting i'm discuss. gonna have to i'm gonna have to give that some thought um so see tv is not just no it's got junk. me thinking it's got me thinking um so i think i'm two episodes in so stay tuned on that yeah i'm um, excited about that and then just a couple other little tidbits. I totally forgot to ask you, have you started the new season of Grownish? I haven't. And which is crazy because when I finished season two, I was so excited. Yeah. For give me three, more. But there was just so long in between that I forgot about it. Yeah. There's like five episodes locked and loaded for oh, you on Hulu that ready makes to go. Me so, so happy. Yeah. You know what I'll be doing next. Well, and it's. It's like a nice way to just end your evening. Like yeah. you've like watched something stressful. The news. Ugh. Uh, debates. Ugh. <laughs> um, Give but me some grownish already. Yeah. It's a nice little trifle. It's a delicious treat. Um, 
I will for sure watch every episode. I do have to say, Luca, you are not nice, and I don't care how the show tries to chop it, smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Like, I will not be shipping Luca and Zoe. It's just not happening for me. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, And I will say, not to spoil anything too much, but that trope of, like, we're fighting, like... I can't stand you. You're so, I'm so mad at you. Let's make out and have sex like over it. Yeah. It's a little tired. So yeah, I'm definitely um, over that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talk about a Tuesday night at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but, um, otherwise, yeah, I'm excited for you to check it out. There is one like major development and I want to hear your Ooh. thoughts on it, but yeah, I won't spoil that I'm for you. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and then other than that, it is just kids and family shows up in here. We're watching Lego Master. Oh, how was Lego Master? It's good. There are some like really brilliant minds out there that can do things that my brain does not do real good. Would you call them masters? I would. <laughs> um, so yeah, just like people's ability to conceive of things yeah. in 3D in their brain heads. That is not a thing I know how to do good. Um, so that's really interesting. It's got a... Uh, it's got your boy Will Arnett on it. Not my boy, but okay. It's got a guy <laughs> named Will Arnett on it. They're kind of trying to shoehorn in some like... I don't even know special guests and stuff, which I could do without. Like I just, just show me, show me the stuff. y'all. Yeah. Just get down to it. Yeah. Uh, but that's good for the good for the fun for the whole family. Yeah. We're not um, watching Lego masters for the, <laughs> like the guest judges or no, whatever. My umbiolic. I love you, but come on. Uh, yo, <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Um, anyway. And then of course the masked singer, man, they are just, Keep it on with that program. Yeah. They keep finding people who stand in a frog costume and sing What's Love Got to Do With It. Have they r- revealed any other singers? Uh, yeah. Um, the, well, spoiler alert, uh, Shaka Khan just got kicked off, what? which is like cuckoo. Um, and Tony Hawk, <laughs> a known musician. Oh, yeah. There's one thing I know about Tony Hawk is he the can belt it. The voice of our generation. Am <laughs> I right? He can belt it. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, the, the number of times that I will be like, well, I'm going to watch this dumb show. And then I get so involved in it. And then you're like, Tony, literally, Tony literally, Huck. I'll like be like looking, I'll be like pleading with my husband and son and be like, no, who is that? I know that voice. Who is that? So you played me again, Nick Cannon. <laughs> Meredith, I apologize for everything I just said. What are you watching? Oh, well, that was delightful, Robin. Um, So I don't think I have talked about this, but I am watching season six of Schitt's Creek. Who? (laughs) Um, Yeah, we are like one of five people in this world who actually have pop. And come over to your house, Meredith. um, Yeah. So if you're in Austin and you want to get a jump start on on season six, you know where to find it. Meredith's address is. (laughs) Yes. Beep. <laughs> we have kept all of them on our DVR. I have a friend who comes and watches it with us every couple of weeks. <sighs> and you know how sometimes the final season, you know, they're going to wrap it up and it's just like not that great. Yes. This is not the case. Oh, that makes me so happy. It is delightful. Um, it's wedding planning for David and Patrick. Okay. So it's just like a lot of David having a lot of needs <laughs> and requests, <laughs> which I like. 
I'm not I'm going not going to give any spoilers because I know a lot of people don't have access to pop um, but I am reminded in this season how much I love Stevie and Johnny yeah their relationship and that is a good one you you see a couple of moments where like Stevie really feels seen and supported by Johnny um, and uh. it's a kind of an unlikely duo to me but um, I really I really like I like their relationship and it reminded me when I don't know, maybe season three or four when they win some sort of hotel awards Mm -hmm. and they go and Stevie's expecting to meet up with her, the guy she's kind of seeing. Yeah. And she, he's like, no, this isn't going to work. And she's just like totally caught off guard and just Johnny being there for her Mm -hmm. and just being like, whatever you need, like, let's go. We don't need to be here. He was so excited about being there for the awards and he put it all on the back burner just to support stevie and just you love you love to see it robin mm-hmm. you love to those see it. two um so nice to know that Shit's creek is still quality and going strong um is there more or less roland in season six would you say um probably about the same <laughs> i will say i did say out loud this is the first season where roland doesn't make me so angry oh he's just like this is like, oh, yep, that's Roland. Um, so I, I saw on Twitter yesterday someone who is a a TV um, critic. Yeah. Suggest, can we just fast forward through the Roland scenes <gasps> on Shit's Creek? And I was like, hello, <laughs> I've been saying that for years. And the answer is yes. And yes, you will be a much happier person with a much <laughs> better viewing experience. It was funny. There were some people, of course, because it's Twitter. Like a lot of people were like, yeah, he's the not so great or whatever. But then people were like, no, I think he's a foil. And like, it's his annoying behavior that makes you appreciate the proper. Nope. Nope. Could do without him. But FF, you just hit that FF. <laughs> um, and another season finale um, or uh, is The Good Place. I don't think you're caught up on The Good no, Place, right? I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, that's okay. Again, I won't, I won't have any spoilers because I feel like we're still within... It's still within time for you to watch it. Okay. Uh, but I was so happy with the finale. Really? I was really, really happy with the finale and I was worried about it. Was it confusing? Um, A little bit. Okay. Uh, just a tiny bit. What if I'm not smart? It, you are smart and you <laughs> and can... And pretty. <laughs> it was really charming and meaningful. Um, They were able to wrap it up, but there were still a few like twists and turns at the end that so you, it was not just like one long goodbye. Okay. I mean, it was, but it like, it was not just like, oh, let's just get through it already. Um, The relationships that they created on that show are just so sweet. And um, there's a moment between Chidi and Eleanor. I'm not going to spoil it, but they are on a bridge in Paris. Ooh. And there's this moment that is just like gut wrenching, mm. and um, Kristen Bell's acting is just to steal a kiss, uh, steal a phrase from you, chef's kiss. <laughs> um, it's so good, and it it just like made me feel a lot of things. So um, I, I just I really loved it, and I think it ended in such a nice, satisfying way. Oh, I gotta get caught up. Yeah, so get caught up. It's worth it. Um, and then finally. Um, I want to talk about this other show that everyone's been talking about it and it is next in fashion, mm. which is a net- Netflix show. Um, so it's kind of like project runway, but with like a nice little facelift. Are we allowed to say that? Like, yeah. like facelift is the better 
yeah. better way. Um, <clears throat> plastic surgery is always the better way. <laughs> well, I'm not sure I want to get always into that. Always the better way. <laughs> but um, so it's Tan France from um, Queer Eye. Danny. And Alexa Chung, who is a designer, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, They're like the cutest little duo. They host it and they are judges. Um, and it really does follow a very similar format to Project Runway. Okay. But it's enough different to where it feels like fresh and new. Um, they have contestants from all over the world, which mm-hmm. is refreshing too. Like um, some girl from Scotland, someone from Korea, someone from China. There was a man from India. There's a bunch of people from the UK. I just loved that I brought those perspectives in because mm. it's not just like what's in style, like in our little bubble. It I kind of brought that. global fashion to the forefront. And the other big change is that they don't go to a store and have a budget. They no have mood? No mood. It's all the fabrics in the in the same room with them. They said, we'll get you whatever you want. Oh. Everything's at your fingertips, which is nice because it takes out that whole like 10 minute shopping Run at around, mood. Do yeah. I have enough money? I had to substitute this because it was too expensive. It was just like, I don't care for it. I don't need it. Thank you, mood. Yeah. Um. So... Um, I, I liked that. I liked that a lot of these designers already had their own labels. Ooh. Um, and so they, it just seemed like they were really well vetted. Okay. To come a onto little more show. polished maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, the one thing I don't like is that they were in pairs for most of the challenges. Like for the first like six or seven episodes, they're with a pair and they could have chosen their pair or that some people didn't know each other before. Oh, so, um, I just didn't like it because I feel like some people kind of skated through because of their partner Okay. and they shouldn't have been there. Um, so like they, they kicked out two people at a time every episode, right? They, so some people I feel like deserve to stay, but their partner just really brought them down or vice versa. Mm. Um, but there are, um, two women, Angel and Minju. They were my favorite pair. I would literally wear anything that they made except for maybe like their lingerie challenge. It was off um, <laughs> or um, and I would wear anything that they actually wore. Like okay. all of the pretty much everyone had just like the best style for their own clothing. OK. Which was great. And I for those two girls, I'm like, what's on your body? I'd put it on mine. Like that's amazing. I loved everything. There's another couple, Daniel and Carly. They know how to tailor. And that's so nice to like see something tailor made and come right together and fit on people's bodies like perfectly do you ever watch these and think that you could do that oh all the time and i do like dabble in sewing and i'm like oh i've got that i've got that and then i actually sew and i'm like oh put (laughs) that away another (laughs) twirly skirt yeah i'll fix that another time and then i have a box full of other time (laughs) it's my other time box um and then finally the one thing i was excited to see they had some great guests judges um but one was jason bolden who was um you may recall that i watched that show styling hollywood and he was the stylist here comes a netflix crossover (laughs) yeah netflix family crossover um, he was on what I think maybe two episodes, which was fun to see because I had just most I had recently watched that show and I liked him and he judged. So if you like competition shows um, or sewing or Project Runway or Tan France or clothes or anything like that, I think you could really people Korea. <laughs> you can, <laughs> you could really get into the show. It's 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 good and like 
Alexa and Tan are fun and are making jokes and mm. seem to really like each other. You and, know, I love that Tan. Um, you, know, you know, I do miss Tim Gunn and his... He's his, not even on the OG I know. one anymore. I know, and his mentorship. But Tan and Alexa, I think, are do a really good job at helping people see see like some improvements and anyway it's it's worth a watch meredith can i tell you something (gasps) um i have a flight tomorrow morning and (gasps) i've already downloaded five episodes i am so excited about this i was really scared you won me over i was really scared you were just going to tell me that you already started it and you couldn't watch it it's terrible i hate it (laughs) like i hate it thank you (laughs) all right well let's move on and have um have our interview with special guest Brad. Okay, we are joined now by special guest Brad. Welcome, Brad. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Brad and I have known each other since Reagan was in office, I think, Brad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) um, And we called you here today because I heard you had some um, podcast experience previously. Is that true? That's true. Yeah. I spent... uh, about 18 months doing a uh, show about local sports. Ooh. Ooh. Do you have groupies? Uh, not anymore. Although the, <laughs> the, uh, the Facebook bots do seem to love me because our, our page that retired over two years ago still gets uh, about five new likes each week. All oh, from the very first spam bots. Yeah, yeah. I'll take likes any way I can get them. Yeah. Thanks, Russia. Um, so, Brad, as you know, we always like to ask our guests what they're watching. It helps us get to know you a little bit. So tell us what you're currently watching or some of your favorite shows. Sure. Um, so I recently finished Mr. Robot. Uh, that show Ooh. wrapped up a couple months ago. Uh, it's a it's a dark show. Uh, yeah. and You, you know, stuck with it, did you? I did, yeah. The it was kind of I want kind of wanted to see where it went, and I'm really glad I did because the ending, the last season, was fantastic. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah. I bailed out after season one, but I imagine at the very end of the series they ended up in Heather's. Is that true? Uh, something different. <laughs> <laughs> something yeah. not that. Yeah. Christian so, Slater, I adore you. I hope you're yeah. on the Mass Singer this season. That's all I'm going to say about Ooh, that. Okay. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so you enjoyed the finale. Yes, the the last I'd say last four episodes were really really good. Um, beyond that, uh, my wife and I are trying to catch up on This Is Us. We're about a full season behind right now, so uh, we're trying to catch up on that. Uh, after that, we need to catch up on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Ooh. Yeah, your TV watching kind of runs the gamut there. I know. I'm, I'm here. I'm there. You're with the robots. The you're with Maisel. <laughs> Yeah, there's the shows I watch by myself, and then there's yes. the shows I watch with my wife. Yeah, uh, you can tell which yeah. are which. Um, and do you do you weep openly when you watch This Is Us? Like I keep hearing. Uh, on some episodes, yes. Oh, Brad, <laughs> we're seeing all sides of you so early on. I'm loving it. Yeah. He's sensitive. He's a tech guy. <laughs> <laughs> Bots like him. <laughs> What's not to love, right? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Where are you in Mrs. Maisel? And I'm going to give you an early opportunity to plead your case that it's, I should stick with that dang show. Well, <laughs> I, we've only watched the first season. Oh, yeah, Which you're in the sweet a, spot. Yeah. Yeah. Time, to, time to hang up your skating shoes, everybody. 
Oh, yeah. Both Robin and I have kind of bailed after season one, but everyone mm-hmm. tells me once they get to the cat skills in season two, it's worth it. But I just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I think I... another one of our guests said, you know, you just have to give it a couple episodes. Actually, like the, by the third, <laughs> I think it's by the sixth episode, you're going to laugh. <laughs> oh, you're going to giggle. Yeah, I've heard that uh, Tony Shalhoub's character is really funny. I mean, he was funny in the first season, but I've heard in uh, season two, he was he was really funny. So really, yeah, that's he what I hear all the time. I know that guy. He's always on the Emmy stage. He just yeah. gets up there, whether he's invited or not. <laughs> you know who I like? Lenny Bruce. I like him a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, what else have you been watching, with or without others? So um, this is us and Maisel are shows with my wife. Uh, what I'm fixing to pick up for myself is uh, Homeland. I watched like the first four seasons and then kind of dropped off. And now they're fixing to start their final season, which I think is season eight. So I've got several seasons wow. that I haven't seen. And yeah. I want to pick that, pick that back up. That is a show that is still on television. Yeah, that's commitment. Yeah. But I, I respect it because I also have a resolution to finish shows that I've only halfway watched. So Well, and is Mandy Patinkin still alive? Do we know? Like yes, in the show? Is. Yeah. I mean, he's I in the, like him. He's in the previews for the final season. Now, you're talking to a guy who, with my wife, we stuck it out through all seasons of Dexter. Ooh, so when we start something. Stuff. That's we, real rough stuff. Yeah. We tend I've to heard that is one of the most hated series finales of all time. <laughs> yes. Do you agree? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although there, there's a fun uh, idea uh, that at the end of El Camino, did you see that? Is that the, a movie? That's the that's the. Uh, oh, that's the Breaking Bad, Bad movie. Yeah. yeah. The, no, I did not. Okay. Well, there's spoiler ahead. Okay. At the, at the end of that. <laughs> at the end of that. Uh, somebody goes to Alaska and uh, that's where Dexter went. So there's a, there's, I'm sure there is some fan fiction out there about the two of them meeting up. About Jesse Pinkman making sweet love to Dexter. Yeah. I don't hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I do for, for so many reasons. (laughs) Robin's writing that. (laughs) Excuse me, fanfic. Um, Okay. Are you guys ready to play plead your case? Yes. Okay, so this got started because, uh, Brad, you graciously offered to guest on the podcast, and you very nicely suggested several shows that you could talk about, (laughs) all of which I gave a big fat thumbs down. Um, So we decided to have you on and let you plead your case about these shows um, to see if you can convince us that they are worth watching. So rules of plead your case are you have two minutes, and other than that, there are no rules. And oh, even oh. that is, we don't have a timer, so. Yeah, so, <laughs> oh, okay, I mean, good. you're on your honor, I guess. Um, and no eye gouging, obviously. Yeah. You know, standard, like, MMA rules. Um, and then Meredith and I have some shows that we want to pitch as well. But Brad, why don't you kick it off? Plead your case. Okay, I'm going to start with my weakest pitch first. <laughs> Uh, okay. which is for, That's an interesting well, strategy. <laughs> I'm going to finish strong. Uh, the first pitch is for Ozark, uh, which is on Netflix, I believe, uh, starring Jason Bateman and Laura Linney. Uh, they yeah. play a married couple, uh, and he is a, uh, by day, a financial advisor, uh, by night, a money launderer for the cartel. 
uh, it goes sideways. Uh, they have to flee and uh, they, they get caught up by the cartel and they have to make a deal to save their lives. Deal involves them going to uh, set up a kind of a shell operation in the Ozarks, uh, capitalizing on the tourism around the Lake of the Ozarks, which I guess is a big thing. Uh, it involves uh, them getting entwined with local criminals, and there's lots of kind of problem-solving plot lines uh, throughout the show. They got some hillbillies up in there. They got that one girl with the curly hair. Yeah, and she's Charming. actually very good. She's in some other stuff now. Uh, she's in a movie coming out called uh, The Assistant that looks good. Okay. It's, that's coming out. Um, let's see. Mostly, I think the biggest draw is that it, it includes Jason Bateman being Jason Bateman. <laughs> okay. It, it, now, know, Brad, you know I I'm... love Michael Bluth as much as the next gal, but <laughs> I will tell you, I started this show and I really do love and adore Jason Bateman, but it was really kind of a slow burn. Does it get better? I think that's kind of what I like about it is that it's uh, not, uh, <laughs> it's a, I like to say it's a show for thinking people. Oh, <laughs> that was a dig. <laughs> they said no eye gouging, but Brad's oh, too Brad Blow would speak for the heart. So, First of all, I would not watch a thinking person show to begin with. <laughs> Second of all, how dare you? Go on. It's a thinking person's slow, boring show. Go yeah. on. Uh, I do have to say, it does not really pick up pace-wise. I mean, obviously, there's a few episodes that, that are faster paced than others, but on the whole, there is some... You know, the, besides the plot lines of them having to get out of trouble and problem solving and stuff, there's plot lines involving their children being moody and melancholy about, you know, the lives their parents are dragging them through and that type of stuff. So. That sounds relatable, Meredith. Yeah. I, <laughs> you calling me moody and melancholy? No, I'm just saying, parenting <laughs> moody kids is right up my alley. <laughs> uh, it reminds, I, I was, as I was preparing for this, I, it occurred to me that it reminds me of the riches. Did you ever see that show? I had to look it up. It's from 2007 and it starred Eddie Izzard and Minnie driver. Yeah. It was, it had one. like a one and a half series run and or a season run uh, and then got canceled. Uh, but it was very good, uh, but it had a particular feel to it. And, and the Oz, Ozark is very similar to that. I do remember the the one of the first episodes somebody got thrown out of like a skyscraper and they mm -hmm. literally just have like a quick cut to their body like splatting on the ground and I was like oh this could be an interesting show and then like that was it you were just supposed to ride that high for like six more episodes but there are some other um, gruesome aspects but they're not super super common mm, interesting all right um, I will say that you've moderately convinced me to go back and maybe give it a try. I did like that hillbilly blonde girl. She was pulling one over on Michael Bluth. I did mm -hmm. want to see what she was all about. but yeah. I was sort of interested, and then Robin talked me out of it when he said <laughs> she said that they saw a dead body. That was the best of, part. Flown out of a building. Yeah, that, that's the, that is the very first episode. Okay. How many seasons are there for Ozark? Do we know? Um... I believe they're fixing to start their third. It start the next season starts in March, late March, and I think that's their third. 
We'll and, call our fact checker. And where do, you, um, where do you watch this show? Where do you find uh, it? Usually in my office. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I you, got, you walked in, right into yeah, that I one. Did. <laughs> I, did. <laughs> I think it's a Netflix, Netflix show. A Netflix. I think okay. that's right. Okay. All right, Brad. That was, um, as you said, a weak attempt. <laughs> what is what is show number two? I l- hey, Brad. I learned a lot about Ozark, and I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I just double checked. It is no, it is Netflix. Okay, thank you. Uh, and it will be their third season. So. All right. Look at we you. Right on both counts. Uh, okay, ready for my second pitch. Yes, you're going to finish strong, we've heard. This is the finish, the strong finish. So, uh, you are familiar with Breaking Bad. Yes? Yes. Okay, so you are familiar with the character of Saul Goodman in Breaking Bad. And so, so, yes, Meredith is best friends with Bob Odenkirk. I I, want to hear about that. Um, (laughs) Best friends. All it is was I saw him in a grocery store once, but (laughs) best friends, we're the two best friends at a grocery store. Go on. (laughs) Okay, so the show, this pitch, of course, is for Better Call Saul, which is a spinoff from Breaking Bad, uh, centered around the character of Saul Goodman. when I first heard that that's what they were spinning off, I thought, well, that, that doesn't seem very interesting. But they've done a really great take on uh, the spinoff for that character. In Breaking Bad, he is a shady, slimy caricature of a criminal de- defense attorney. Um, and just, you know, slimy guy. Jesse says, you don't need a criminal criminal lawyer. You need a criminal lawyer. Meaning a lawyer that will commit crimes on your behalf to help you get out of trouble. Uh, and I thought, well, how can they make this uh, an interesting show? He's such a sleaze bag. In Better Call Saul, the timeline begins six years prior to the events of Breaking Bad. And it is an origin story for Saul. Um, n- not a big spoiler. His name isn't really Saul. <laughs> His name is... Uh, his name is Jimmy McGill, and at the beginning of Better Call Saul, he is a uh, struggling single practitioner uh, attorney trying to do right. He's got a history of being kind of a low-level con man, uh, the type of guy who will uh, you know, do slip-and-fall scams and things like that. Uh, but he's trying to do better, trying to earn some respect from some people, uh, trying to be a better person, and... He keeps encountering setbacks and uh, and his inner demons of you know sliding back into the, uh, his old ways keeps cropping up and he uh, that that is kind of what we see happening with Jimmy as he we the, the interesting thing is that we know where this character is going. Mm-hmm, yeah. Know, watch Breaking Bad. You're like, okay, what's going to happen with Walter White? What's going to happen with Jesse? What becomes of them? Where do they go? Does Walter at the end have a change of heart and become a good guy? You know, what happens? We don't know. In Better Call Saul, we do know. We know he becomes Saul Goodman at the end of all this. So the the interesting thing is how. Yeah. Um, Do they lead you right up to Breaking Bad in Better Call Saul? Like we haven't gotten right up. Yeah, we are. And so he's uh, like not the same level of like Gus Fring bad guy. Like he he is not the full guy that we knew from Breaking Bad. He's kind of like on the path there. Right, right. Oh, he, uh, oh Brad, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're doing so it, Brad. You're the, bleeding uh, your case. 
Now, for the people that are skeptical and are just fans of Breaking Bad, they have some a, a lot of fan service, I think, in there because there are a lot of characters from the Breaking yeah. Bad world that show like up. Mike here. is in there, right? Yeah, I've heard. yeah. So like we, and the, so we see Mike's kind of origin story as well, kind of leading him to where to what we saw in uh, Breaking Bad, uh, and there's separate time, there's separate storylines that it. They touch every so often, but eventually we know that they're going to align very closely eventually. So we're seeing that develop. Um, Gus okay. Fring is in there. Um, oh, Gus Fring. Now, yeah. let me ask you, did they bother with any kind of like age enhancing or like trying to make them look different or younger? Cause... <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's just, it's just blatant that Mike just looks older now than he does. In, <laughs> especially Mike. Uh, they don't do the Irishman on no. him and try to computer no, age the backwards yeah i, don't I think know we should that, be grateful for that yeah that technology i don't think was available when they began this or maybe they would have <laughs> i don't know but but no they, they don't do any of that um so beyond the the characters that we know from breaking bad there are some major characters that are not in breaking bad and we're left to you know speculate of what's going to happen to these people because we know they're not in the breaking bad world or yeah. in, in the Breaking Bad timeline. So what is going to happen to them? Which creates They're some interesting... They're probably going to die. Uh, <laughs> a spin-off um, of a spin-off. Yeah. Well, some of, them we, we, some of them we've already know what happens. They, so they've done four seasons, and oh. this Sunday begins the fifth. Uh, and they And they've agreed to one more. So six seasons, which is one more than Breaking Bad ever did. They did five. So um, That's crazy that the I, spin-off outlives the... Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, and I really thought Better Call Saul was already done. So, <laughs> so we learned something new every, every day. <laughs> the yeah. more you know. And is the vibe similar to Breaking Bad, would you say? Yes. Um, the cinematography is beautiful uh, okay. and, and creative uh, and very a lot of the uh, stuff you would expect to see in Breaking Bad. Um, is it in Albuquerque as well? Yes. Oh. And do you feel um, as sad watching it as you did watching Breaking Bad? Yeah, that was real rough towards <laughs> no. the end. No. I, okay, because uh, I really got the sads during Breaking yet. Bad. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, and I will say that Saul was kind of the comic relief, right, of Breaking yeah, Bad. Mm-hmm. So it is some... interesting, like that they can find enough to do with him that he can fill a full show. But it sounds like it really is—he's evolving and changing, and there is a story to tell there. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, and there is some good comic relief in this too. So, um, yeah. That, is Jesse uh, Pinkman in there? Is that a spoiler? No, um, not yet. So um, we got two more seasons to kill. So who knows? Right I, now, one interesting thing that they are doing though is they have a few little segments, and it seems to be about two per season, where they flash forward to after Breaking Bad, and no. because we know that at the end of Breaking Bad, uh, Saul gets away with mm-hmm. you know from the the vacuum guy uh, helps him disappear. So we yeah. know he gets away and we see him in that after disappearance life uh, and his, his life of laying low. Uh, and he just looks like a beaten man at that point. Um, but they keep showing us this and we're wondering what's gonna, why are they showing us this? Uh, it, w- there's some theories going around of, of what we're going to see. Uh, and there's even a theory that the entire sixth season may be in the post breaking bad world. Uh, where Ooh. we just see what, and uh, he's got, uh, I don't think it, it's 
spoiling too much to say he has um, a little bit of paranoia, a little bit of nervousness that somebody's trying to catch up to him. Uh, you know, because and I think that's probably normal for anybody in witness protection or whatever is that you're always looking over your shoulder thinking somebody might have figured me out. Uh, or you don't have to down. tell me and Meredith. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> you think my real name's Robin? <laughs> Fools. I've, I've known you long enough to know. So, <laughs> um, so that's uh, th- there's some paranoia going on there in the post Breaking Bad scenes, and we're left to wonder, well, what becomes of that? What is his what is his uh, end result? Um, Ooh, there's there's a lot of great symbolism. Uh, they do great things with color. Color means uh, the colors all mean things. In Wait a second. Is this yeah. another smart person <laughs> show? It, do we have to I, think for this one, Brad? You don't, you don't have to, but you can if you want to. <laughs> for extra credit. <laughs> I do have a, a question. Do you still recommend, if someone has seen neither of these shows, to start with Breaking Bad and then go watch Better Call Saul? Or can you go... The opposite direction. Ooh. You can uh, you can watch Breaking. I mean, uh, you can watch Better Call Saul without having seen Breaking Bad. It's okay. helpful. I mean, it's because part of the fun of it is knowing where you know, like I said, that we know yeah. where the character is going to go. If you don't yeah. know that, then you're just like, okay, so what's he going to do now? Um, yeah. So that's part of the. That's one aspect of the enjoyment of of this show. Uh, so if you don't have that, then your experience will be a little different. But I, in order to just watch it and follow along, you'd be okay. All right. Mm. I'm just gonna say I didn't think you were gonna budge me at all about not wanting to watch <laughs> Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad, <laughs> but you have. Ooh, especially. Okay. I mean, that surprises me knowing how close you are with Bob Odenkirk that. <laughs> You haven't watched his show, so. Now, I've got one final tidbit uh, that that will help show just how good this show is. All right. Uh, right. We love a tidbit. Lay it on me. Four seasons, Rotten Tomato scores, 97, 97, 97, 99. Wow. You don't get those kind of scores if you're not doing something right. That was a hell of a tidbit. That was. That was a big tidbit. Well, (laughs) Meredith. (laughs) Moving on, Brad, I will say I think you've convinced me to give it a try. Where can people find the old seasons? Um, You can catch the old seasons on Netflix. Brad, are you being paid by Netflix to be on this podcast right now? (laughs) You you would think so, but uh, I'm just Uh, waiting for that check to arrive. (laughs) Brad? Thank you for um, putting the work in, doing the research, and pleading your case. I will say I give you uh, a 50-50 chance I'm going to watch one of those shows. <laughs> well, then I've, I've, done, uh, I've done my job. <laughs> do you want to hang out and hear us plead our cases, Brad? Yes, sure. All right. Meredith, plead your case. We're trying to make plead your case happen. Hey, <laughs> fetch is going to happen. Plead your case is fetch. Okay, well... Sticking on the topic of smart people shows, <laughs> here comes Robin and Meredith. Well, I feel like if you were a betting person and you listened to this podcast, you were going to think I was going to talk about Detroiters. Ooh, that's true. You are a Detroiters fan. <laughs> and I, I, that's just like my whole goal in life is to get people to watch Detroiters. But I'm, I'm curving just a little bit, not a lot. Um, and I'm going to plead my case on Survivor. Ooh. Brad, Brad, have you is that, have you is that are you a survivor a watcher? 
No. Okay, well, you just you just um, segue to my first point is that people always make fun of me for still watching Survivor, <laughs> and they get I get that all the time. Survivor's still on, and yes, Survivor is still on, and I'm gonna plead my case why you should get back into watching Survivor. So this season is Survivor's winner at winners at war, which means it is um, all it's you know so it's the 40th season and everyone who has is playing this season has won at least one time and there's Sandra on there who's won twice. Ooh. So they've all tasted victory and what I find interesting every time someone gets voted out they said I've never had my torch snuffed. Yeah, right? I bet like, that's like emotional. Yeah, these people have never been voted out of this game because they've all won. Um, so this season is the best of the best. Um, and I had high hopes and it has not disappointed. So if you are like on the fence about watching Survivor getting back into it, this is the season. Okay. Um, they have added some bells and whistles to this season. And I was really um, skeptical of whether or not I would like that. But it's been interesting. That it's allowed people to have to adapt to the game. What are the bells and whistles? They have like tokens that you can buy things and like... Ooh. Um, they also have the Edge of Extinction. They have a target. <laughs> <laughs> it's turned out to be like the Hunger Games. <laughs> I would be so scared would be to be on that island with all of those people. <laughs> like, they are all so cutthroat and all super scamsters and have, like, strategies and plots. And, like, I would be terrified. I would not go to sleep. I would be afraid somebody was going to do something to me or mess with me in some kind of way. Boston Rob's on there. It's interesting you say that because there's one guy who was like, uh, like gunning for a Boston Rob, and then he goes and talks to Boston Rob, and he turns into like this giggling little boy, like just like oh Boston, Boston Rob, you know, he's like fan girl. He's just spilling all of his plans to Boston <laughs> Rob. So it's interesting because there are there's kind of a hierarchy in this game of all winners of like people who are like known to be cutthroat or to oh, be like so scary top of their game. We have. Boston Rob, as we mentioned, and his wife Amber. They Amber. both <laughs> Rob and Amber. They were both um, winners. Um, so that that plays into it. Parvati, which is um, a person I haven't always loved, but I really love her this season. Mm. Jeremy, he was the firefighter. Tyson, he's the he was kind of the um, comedic guy. He had long mm. blonde hair. Sandra, she's won um, twice. She's the only person in um, Survivor history to win twice. And it's just really thrilling to watch them. There's like right now there's a big divide between old school and new school people because people like Amber, who I think was the first winner or she early season, she yeah. was early season. They didn't even have immunity idols or any of that. Mm-hmm. And so like some of these things are brand new to them. So people are talking about it. But to me, I don't think old school or new school matters. I think it's like the people who are good at this game. Like rise to the top and adapt and change to whatever the situation is in front of them. You see it like when Boss and Rob and Parvati are getting like thrown under the bus and they are able to turn it around um, at tribal council and turn it on the other person. Boss and Rob had everyone empty their bags at tribal council to say, if you don't have anything to hide, you'll empty your bag. So everyone had to empty their bags in front of everyone. It's like, that's what a bunch of dummies. Is, yeah. It is really pointing out the dummies and is really pointing out that Boston Rob is a sociopath. <laughs> yes. Um, so it is the most entertaining um, season of Survivor I've ever seen. And if you are nostalgic at all for it, you should watch it. And that is all I have to say about that. 
Um, do you have any desire to go on Survivor? Do you think you'd be Absolutely not. Really? I would pee my pants and cry, I think. Mm, no. I, like, was uh, really a nervous um, hide-and-go-seek player as a child, so <laughs> I can't imagine that this is the game for me. No, I'd be peeing my pants left and right. And just, like, the elements are, like, spiders and snakes Ooh. and uh, nope. mice. And, nope. Nope. Uh, Brad, have you ever watched Survivor? Yeah, back in the day when it was, gosh, so long ago uh okay. when it was new uh but i have so i have a question this is the yeah. 40th season and mm-hmm. they and they're using all prior winners yes so, does that mean that they've run out of regular people who want to participate no <laughs> I'm sure. and i was and i resent that question <laughs> um, no they're just really trying to do something big for oh that's a neat board. idea it's you know tournament of champions kind of thing yeah, um, terrifying. Yeah, and this year they're playing for $2 million instead of $1 million. Um, Rob and Amber don't need that money. They won the Amazing Race, too, didn't they? Uh, I don't know. There is a, there. this reminded, there is a girl who was on the Amazing Race. <gasps> who? Uh, nah, her name's Natalie. She's a part of a twinny. Oh, yeah, the twinnies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She won one year, one season, and is now on it again. Oh, I have to tell uh, my family that there's a crossover there. Yeah. Um, so that's it. That's my case. Robin, um, what are you going to try and convince us of watching? Well, first I want to know, Brad, do you think you're going to watch Survivor? Give it a chance. I'd say not likely. My, my time <laughs> is limited. Thank you for your candor. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad, we've lost the connection. We can't hear you. Lost Brad, everyone. <laughs> I'm going through a tunnel, Brad. Sorry. Um, Meredith, I am happy to tell you, I think I could give Survivor a try. Now that I know that a twenty was on it and that Robin Amber are on it. You've already given Survivor a try. You were an easy get. Well, <laughs> no, we we punked it. We like real really fizzled out in season one. So oh, well, I'm gonna make just a... thirty nine more seasons and you'll get to it. <laughs> Can I skip what? around? Yeah. Meredith got a question. Oh, yeah. Could I skip so... from say first to forty? <laughs> yes, it's okay. worth it. Thank you. Brad, do you have a question? Well, yeah. Uh, so you like Survivor? Do you like the like Naked and Afraid type survival shows too? Um, yeah, we, there was a moment we really got my husband and I really got into Naked Afraid, but we liked the Naked and Afraid XL where there was like multiple people on at the same time. I don't know if you. Who if, are the marketing wizards behind Naked and Afraid XL? That's. <laughs> <laughs> it could mean a couple of different things, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not necessarily um, yeah I don't know I I can see why those would be linked con- to you but um, we definitely like the one where there was multiple people so it was a little more Survivor esque. All right. Um, okay. Just curious. Because what Survivor sometimes takes place on an island, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to segue <laughs> into my plead your case. All right. Is everybody sitting down? <laughs> <laughs> um. I have two mini pleader cases. Um, number one is Love Island. What? I'm so surprised. Because it is trash and so am I. Um, but I really and truly believe if people can get behind the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise <coughs> people, um, <laughs> we can up the ratings on Love Island. And I think the real um, barometer for me is I need more people on Twitter talking about Love Island. You like, don't think there are a lot of people on Twitter talking about Love it's Island? It's like me and Ira Madison. <laughs> and that's it. Um, I find that hard to believe. So that's my first one. I'm I'm starting out strong <laughs> instead of a different technique hey, I heard about. Um, Brad, did she convince you? <laughs> 
She didn't make all that, didn't, uh, didn't have a whole lot of points made. Yeah, yeah. First of all, loyal Next. listeners of the show have heard all of the beautiful points I have to make about Love Island, about Casa Amor, about the baby challenge, about when they bring their families on and I cry every single dang time. Here's what I will say. I will, I support more Love Island if we can get more SNL parodies of Love Island. Oh, that was my everything. <laughs> anyway, I think you would like it if you gave it a chance, I'm Meredith. sure... I can get down in the trash with you. But it is I don't no, it, it is no less dirty or trashy than The Bachelorette, from what oh. I've heard about what people do in a windmill. If you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and my second mini pleasure case is for the other two. Um, more people should watch this show. Brad, are you familiar with the other two? No. So it's on Comedy Central. It is um, about a family that has a Justin Bieber style um, kid in it who goes viral with a song called I Want to Marry You at Recess. And um, he has two older siblings, a sister and a brother who are like struggling in New York trying to make it. And um, the mom of the family is played by Molly Shannon, who is a national Mm. treasure, as you know. And it is about the it's nominally about the kid trying to navigate this like Bieber-esque rise to fame, but it's more about the the other two right there in the title. Um, and it is so dang funny. It is SNL writers, I think both, um, behind the show. And they're coming to um, a local TV festival here called ATX TV Fest. And um, it is so, so funny. It has a ton of heart. It has uh, really great humor. It has some really inappropriate jokes that just sailed right past the censors, which I always love. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it's really, really good. I give it two thumbs up. And I think more people should be watching it and talking about it. Season two, coming your way. There it is. Give it a whirl. Brad? Uh, I'm interested enough to check it out. Meredith, did you start it? Um, I maybe have started it and didn't get into it. (gasps) Meredith! Which is going to start a (laughs) rift in this podcast. We've lost Meredith. (laughs) Um, But knowing your love for it so much really makes me want to get back into it. Maybe give it another try. (laughs) Everyone, this was fun. Brad, thank you so much for being here and pleading your case. Thank Stop you. It, it, it's, it's been an honor. Oh, <laughs> that's so nice. It has been an honor, I think. More people should say that. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Specifically hey, Brad, to you. Right? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to our guest, Brad, for pleading his case. Um, And if you're interested, you can find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MyTVFamilyPod. Hey, if I could plead my case (laughs) to our listeners, it would be to rate, review, and subscribe to MyTVFamily. Bye. Bye.